some bottlenecks, whether it's uh, your site's still not responsive um, or you're hitting some scaling issues or, or some feature issues. Um, if you are hitting some bottlenecks, uh, it is something you should, should look at sooner rather than later. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show, where we interview founders of fast-growing seven- and eight-figure e-commerce businesses and e-commerce experts. They'll tell their stories, share how they 2X their businesses, and inspire you to take action in your own online retail business today. And now, here he is, the man in the mix, Kunle Campbell. This episode is brought to you by Remarketing. Remarketing is an email marketing platform specifically built for e-commerce businesses. With Remarketing, emails are automatically triggered by shopper behavior and purchase history. With a few simple clicks, Remarketing allows you to recover abandoned carts, win back inactive customers, make product recommendations, deliver newsletters, and a whole lot more. In other words, emails you will send through Remarketing will be highly targeted with glaring improvements on your open rates, click rates, and most importantly, conversions. You're also able to track revenue generated from every single email sent by Remarketing. Try Remarketing absolutely free for 30 days, no credit cards, and no contracts. To sweeten the deal, 2x e-commerce listeners can get Remarketing for 30% off an entire year using the coupon code PODCAST30. That is coupon code podcast three zero visit remarketing.com to learn more remarketing is email marketing for e-commerce simplified do you listen to the 2x e-commerce podcast show or is this the first episode you're you're actually listening to if you do enjoy the show or you have feedback of any kind the best way to provide that feedback good or bad is by leaving us a review on iTunes. It helps a ton with our rankings, exposure, and downloads. It most importantly gives me feedback on the value I endeavor to drive with each episode I publish here. So go ahead and leave this show a review in under a minute, guys, please, and girls, on iTunes. Now back to the show. Hi, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. And I'm your host, Kune Campbell. And this is the 2X e-commerce podcast show dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. Now, if you're looking to scale, grow, you're in the right hands because I bring in the experts. I bring in the entrepreneurs who can help grow your stores and improve metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and automate these sales. Speaking of today's show, I am going to be speaking with two experts, um, who Magento experts actually, who are going to talk to me very much about Magento 2.0. Magento released Magento 2.0 on the 17th of November 
And if you're listening to this show and you're on a Magento site, you'd be thinking, hmm, should I upgrade? Because I've had some conversations with clients, actually, who said, no, I'm not going to upgrade till, I don't know, six months time. I'm, no, I'm not going to upgrade till, till a year. It's a ground up um, upgrade. Everything we've built um, is pretty much going to need rebuilding. And that really brought some questions to, to, to mind, really, in regards to the fact that um, if really they're that skeptical about an upgrade i guess it's work you know the work required for an upgrade should i have some conversations with experts about it you know about um what magento has, has done and if it's worth it and how quickly you should so i um fished out some experts and I've, i'm happy to say i got two really you know top guys who know what they're saying in in the industry one is michael bauer he's the ceo of celery the colorado-based e-commerce development agency um, that work largely in enterprise with enterprise they both largely work with enterprise clients um, and then there's john arayo he is the founder and cto of arayo labs now they both have a combined experience of well over 10 years with magento um, and they're, they're here to pretty much um, give us the ins and outs of Magento 2.0 as a platform and also tell us um, when to upgrade because, you know, the holidays are just around the corner. Obviously, it's going to take months. It's not a, a single one day or, you know, one hour click on a button upgrade um, for, for you um, for you guys. So, so yes, we're going to go through everything you need to know with regards to Magento 2.0. So, yeah, um, welcome to the show, Michael and John. Hi, guys. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. And um, this is a special one. I, I'm speaking around or with experts about Magento's release, this Magento 2.0, which was released on the 17th of November just last week. I have two experts with me. I have Michael Bauer. He's the CEO of Celery in Colorado in the United States and John Arayo. He is the founder and CTO of Arayo Labs in Los Angeles. I'd like to welcome you both to the show. And could you take about 30 seconds to introduce both yourselves, please? Um, starting with John. Oh, sounds good. Uh, so I'm John Arroyo, uh, founder and CTO of Arroyo Labs. Uh, I've been using Magento for, I guess, about five or six years now. Starting out at another agency, then doing some heavy customization and scaling at a startup uh, before kind of going out on my own, starting my own firm, and then starting to build a team. Great, great. Um, and um, Michael, could could you could you introduce yourself, please? Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to be on the show. I'm a I would call myself an e-commerce junkie. I've had a lot of experience working in startups originally, and then. Uh, just always gravitated to the marketing technology side and went independent, started my own gig uh, back in 2009, and shortly after that got into Magento. So we're up to uh, seven full-time staff, got uh, four different certified plus developers and just growing and growing. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So you guys have been pretty much almost around through through Magento. Magento was, was um, launched in 2008, I believe. It's 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 it, there's been an evolution really over over time. Um, so let's talk about your the kind of clients um, each of you work with. Starting with John, um, you, do you work um, predominantly with like enterprise clients, community, you know, additional clients, or a bit of of, of both? Um, how what, what kind of what's your client base like? Um, yeah, 
You know, we t- tend to work more with uh, with enterprise, uh, and with, you know, larger, uh, you know, mid-sized or larger businesses. Uh, we do work a lot with startups, but uh, more and more we're finding they're not interested in Magento or it's too big and, and of a platform for them. But there is uh, kind of a sweet spot with a larger enterprise where they need all these different um, bells and whistles and ability to extend and plug into legacy systems. Uh, but we, we've worked with clients like Pete's Coffee and K-Swiss, uh, Brighton Collectibles, one of our, one of our current clients. Um, they're all in enterprise and, and have uh, some pretty extensive uh, customizations. Interesting, interesting. And Michael, what's, what's been your experience? What kind of clients do you guys work with in, in Saudi? Absolutely. So um, in our tenure since 2010, starting out with the, the platform, we've uh, focused primarily on a particular market segment. We service primarily high-traction startups and multi-channel companies in the healthcare, medical, dental, natural living, kind of that type of a vibe. I live in Colorado, so it's a, there's a very strong emphasis on healthy living, sustainability. Uh, we do service all versions of Magento, even the pro version back in the day, if you can remember that. Oh. Um, and so, yeah. Interesting, interesting. And I suppose your clients are national, both, both of you, or um, what is the case? Do, do you work with local clients or um, you know, national, international clients? If you're asking me, uh, um, we definitely have an international reach. Um, since day one, we've always focused on the niche that we're servicing all around the world, and that's what we're doing now as well. Okay, fantastic. Um, right, let's talk about um, the evolution um, of Magento from its beginning. You know, I've never heard of Magento Pro, by the way. Um, so let, let's talk about um, the evolution and progress of the platform. In, in, in your opinion, uh, John, what, how do you think Magento has evolved you know, over the last day? It started in 2008, I, I believe. If, if I'm wrong, please correct me. Um, so so what, what, what's, what are your thoughts on pretty much the progress of Magento? It's been kind of interesting. From a uh, you know, technical standpoint, it has kind of kept a lot of its original API, a lot of its original ideas. Uh, and every year is just about making it faster and, and uh, richer features, um, uh, you know, less buggy, if you will. Uh, but from a business standpoint, I think it's really transformed. It's a huge ecosystem of third-party modules a lot more uh, mid-sized and larger businesses on it, um, a lot of uh, funded startups that, that have been on the platform. Uh, and I think that was kind of more in the last two or three years. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, please, I'm um, chime in, Mike. Michael. Yeah, I, I totally agree with what John said. I think uh, Magento was really at the right t- place at the right time when they came on the scene and just people were looking for what to do if they were on OS Commerce or other Parts like that, and the feature that Magento brought to the table were just really um, surprisingly amazing for what you could get in e-commerce at that time. And I think that um, they've done a really good job of maturing the platform. And I think that now a lot of us in the development community are really excited at what's happening with Magento too. Okay, okay, we're going to talk about Magento too shortly. What what do you think about eBay's acquisition of Magento? Did did it help from a business standpoint? Did, has it helped the business, or um, do you think it, it, you know Magento had um, seen a lot more progress um, without eBay? Actually, I'll, I'll jump on that one. It, mm-hmm. It's been interesting. I, I kind of always felt it was um, a weird pairing, but one thing that it, it really did help out, at least maybe the first couple of years, uh, was to kind of clean up some of the loose ends or some of the uh, you know there were. Things about Magento, about their site, 
about their support that really wasn't enterprise ready. And mm-hmm. I think uh, eBay really helped them pull those pieces together. From a technology standpoint, I think there was probably a year where there was a lot of muddiness. Um, didn't know where they were going. eBay didn't know what to do with them. And, and ironically, after they kind of got their act together, that's when eBay <laughs> kind of decided to split them off. Uh, but, but moving forward, that's probably best. So in the long run, having that uh, eBay experience will probably help them. Totally agree with, with what John just said. I think the eBay enterprise involvement took Magenta from being an immature piece of software mm-hmm. to a mature software platform that the enterprise can actually use. Mm-hmm. And, and do you see Magenta actually, uh, for, well, from the announcement, it seems like Magenta is really trying to get breakgrounds in, in the enterprise, in, in enterprise in general, with, with announcements such as, you know, omni-channel supporting and the like. Um, so let, let's talk about November 17th. Um, Magento's press release described it as a new era of commerce innovation. In, in your opinion, um, was it groundbreaking? Is it more like um, an evolution, more a small change or a revolution in, in the platform? You know, I, I almost see it more of an evolution than a revolution. Mm. I think if they had come to market um, closer to when they maybe initially wanted to, it might have been more of a revolution. Mm. But at this state in the game, um, it's just a, a, a big jump versus their, their other releases. Definitely a step in the right direction. It's hard to say revolution uh, just because there's so much going on uh, in software right now. And in some ways, they're kind of ahead of the curve. In some ways, they're actually still behind the curve. But for uh, large e-commerce enterprises, they're about making money. <laughs> they're not necessarily about being uh, ahead of the curve on X, Y, and Z technology. So uh, it, in that regard, you know, I think they're on track. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I kind of would agree with that, too. I think Magenta's strength has always been the extreme modifiability of the platform, and that's why people rely on it so much right now because it, it allows you to do so many amazing things. And Magento 2 makes this even more possible. Um, but the goal was always for feature parity. So there's, you know, there's definitely a lot of improvements, but they're mostly along the, the lines of, of things that will allow you to scale and uh, enhance your store, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And in, in the set. <laughs> So, so I what I'm sensing from from, from you guys is, is this is more like an incremental um, upgrade, more favored towards the enterprise and their enterprise clients and um, the profit. I don't know if I would say it's so much incremental from the uh, the stand, standpoint of the the core architecture. They completely changed how the application is written. It's actually a different application in many ways. Well, but yeah. in terms of features, yes, I would say that it's you know that, that it's not focused on new features. It's focused on a new Basis. So does that mean the architecture has been completely evolved? Very significantly. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's that's going to be interesting to see how that evolves because it's a lot more in tune with the rest of, say, the PHP community, the LAMP stack community, mm-hmm. which makes it a lot easier to do uh, certain things and work with other Now let's packages. talk about these certain things. Um, and um, the So you guys obviously connect a lot with, um, with other PHP developers and Magento developers most especially. Uh, what, what, what's what's been the, the what, what have conversations you know been like um, from 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 Magento's uh, from Magento developers um, and um, yeah what what let's talk about the PHP and these core changes that they've um, implemented. Yeah, that's been a, an interesting one. I, I mean, PHP as itself has evolved quite a bit since I started working with it. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a much different beast than it ever was. You know, the, the it's fully object oriented now. The performance is, is considerably uh, faster, more robust. Magento two now kind of takes advantage of of some of these good uh, things that are going on in the community. For instance, Composer uh, being able to control packages, uh, you know, through uh, some sort of um, you know structured language like JSON. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's kind of a game changer in the LAMP community. Uh, it's definitely uh, going to be a big plus, I, I think, with Magento. Interesting. I think Magento was very forward-thinking at the time. I mean, they basically the people architecting it, they basically took the this you know the the pattern of a like a you know big enterprise Java application mm-hmm. and built it into this PHP application that a lot of PHP developers at the time were not used to anything being written with so much, um, you know, you know, structure. And I think that now the developer community has grown up a bit so that they can understand and take advantage of the powerful features in a system like this, which I think is great. Okay. Okay. Again, an yeah. example would be the, just the ability to do things like dependency injection. I mean, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Magento was definitely ahead of the curve um, on, on that front. There, I mean, there were things that as a developer, Digging around the code, um, I wouldn't have thought to do with PHP. It's, it's very, very good in Java, yeah. but um, I thought I really you know, it's could handle it. <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. it's really kind of funny how Magento did that because it, it was forward thinking, and I think it helped a lot of people move forward. Although it was it was hard for some types of developers to understand, and and you know you kind of traditionally we had the I like Magento, I don't like Magento. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think we're seeing that people are understanding that this is an application within the community now and appreciating that. Mm. I sense Magento actually pushed the, the PHP world or community and standards higher. Is, 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 is that a, a good enough deduction? Or, um... I kind of think that the, the community moved forward of its own accord and maybe took inspiration from Magento or maybe it was the other way around, but the community now is a much better community than it was uh, when Magenta was just coming out. Okay. Okay. With this new architecture, um, what about developers? Um, are developers having to relearn um, PHP or uh, Magento? Would developers need to re- relearn Magento because it's, it's you know, a fully new architecture? Would they need to take the certification exams again or you know, study um, the source code again? Or um, if they were quite familiar with the old one, would it be more like a, an upgrade with an iOS, you know, from a consumer standpoint? I'm not a developer, by the way, but would it be more like, okay, um, the new iOS has come um, come out, so, um, yeah, it's much better to use um, rather than having to relearn it um, from scratch again? I, I think they can kind of pick up where they left off. There's definitely a, a lot of new stuff to learn and kind of depending on, on how the developers build maybe outside of Magento, they might have to rethink uh, some of their modules. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as go-to. I mean, they, they probably have a certain way that they quickly develop X, Y, and Z. They may have to take a step back and think of how to make it better or, or integrate uh, more in the new scheme. If they're a developer whose only large applications in PHP have been in Magento, mm-hmm. it might be a little bit more of a struggle. Some of the namespacing um, is something that Magento hadn't used in the past and a lot of other uh, frameworks don't use even today. Yet, if you're familiar with some of the more modern PHP frameworks, they all use namespaces and and a lot of these new uh, newer features. I agree with that. 
Okay, okay, all right, cool. I, I, I suppose you both of you have taken uh, the version 2.0 in a test drive. Absolutely. It's funny, though, because, you know, there's been so many so many releases and they, they keep adding things in and changing it around. <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of an interesting progression, you know, just a kind of a hidden repo at one point and then kind of slowly evolved. Right. Um, and the well, the the most stable version is one they took public on the seventeenth. Have you had a seventeenth of November? Have you both had a test drive of this final version on some staging server or even in a live? Have any of your clients actually upgraded, taken the the leap to, to upgrade? Yeah, I, I played with the demo, um, which I believe is pretty current. Is probably just behind. The one that, that was just pushed out. Uh, I haven't actually, I, besides downloading the code, I actually haven't looked at the, the final launch version. I think the last time I looked under the hood was probably about a month ago. Yeah, same with me. I think they locked the uh, features back then, so it shouldn't be new stuff. I think that Magento 2, it's very focused on core architecture changes. I mean, the new theme that they are offering um, out of the box is great. I love it. You know, there's a lot of UX enhancements even in the back end, but um, the thing I'm most excited about is actually the underlying uh, stabilization and performance improvements. Okay, okay. We're going to talk about that. So what about the admin overhauls? Was it, did it impress oh, nice. you? Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, definitely they, a big move forward. They weren't originally going to do it responsive, and I'm really glad that it ended up being responsive. I mean, that's just like a, that, a really basic thing, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so, so it means we, we can actually manage our stores from, from, from mobile phones, uh, which, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Okay, all right, good. Um, who stands to benefit more from this upgrade, enterprise or um, community edition um, users? Yeah, that's a really good question because my, my first instinct was say enterprise, uh, but I think it's actually community. I think community just it, it makes it uh, a viable option now. Uh, the old community... I would rarely even recommend it unless they just did not have the uh, budget for it. Now it's it's a pretty viable option. It's got a responsive front end. It has uh, a lot of great um, things going on in the back end. But with enterprise, there's some new scaling efforts that for really large enterprises, they're able to use multiple databases. Um, that's kind of a game changer for, for some players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally actually agree with that. I think the, um, you know, it depends on what you were doing when you were on community previously. There's been strategies that you've been able to use to increase your performance significantly in the past, but any merchant that wasn't using, for example, full page caching or varnish, things like that, now those things are much better supported within the application itself. So, yeah, and, and then like John said, obviously the enterprise grade features are going to be really important for enterprise customers. Okay, so yeah. I, su- I suppose there's, there's less. Well, there'll be fewer hacking, you know, hacks. Yeah, I think that's a great point Uh, because there's a lot of third parties. Some of them are great. Some of them are um, you you want to stay very clear from. And in order to get some of those features that you see in enterprise, people would would do all kinds of cobbling together. An experienced developer would do it in a nice way. An unexperienced developer could make a whole mess of the store. Now that it's in core... um, you'll see a lot better code, I think, moving forward, or ho- hopefully. Hopefully, okay. That's quite interesting. And what about the the big issue? A lot of people complain about hosting. Um, 
and performance in general. You know, if you don't have the right firepower, um, as well as uh, you know, as good good developers who code it, good code architecture, you could mess up your storage. You know, just <laughs> reduce it. You know, in terms from a speed standpoint, what, what are your thoughts on um, on how well it supports? Um, basically hosting do, do you still need to do the whole rack space or you know get decent um, hosting and in, in place for um, for magento community you know addition on yeah I, I think you do and and at some point um you know i, I even chimed in and in, in that argument was like oh why is it so heavy and this and that uh, but when you take a step back you realize what you're trying to do how you're trying to do it uh, it just makes sense to have more firepower and if you don't want to take that jump, it's probably not a good platform for you. You mm-hmm. might want to try something else. Uh, I think Magento really in the last few years kind of drew a line in the sand. It was like, okay, we understand it is heavier than other platforms, but there's not kind of no way around it. If you want to do the things we're doing, uh, you're just going to need more firepower. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to throw the firepower at it, you should probably try another platform. So, so it does segment itself. Uh, but I think it has to, to be strategic. Okay. I think it's totally fine that it segments itself. I mean, Magento yeah. is an extremely robust application. It needs uh, commensurate hosting, and that's totally fine. I mean, think about, you don't want to be the guy who's on the $2 a month hosting plan, ever. I mean, what what's that akin to, you know, always using the cheapest version of everything with your most important asset, which is your, your business? Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody would ever do that. I mean, if you really calculate how much of your overall spend hosting is, it's really not the big, the big of a number most of the time mm. if you're doing anything right. I'm really excited about the performance improvements in Magento, nonetheless. I think that you know, the ability to improve performance uh, by 50% is insane. Mm. Not everybody will be able to do that depending on what they've already done performance and optimization-wise, but just out-of-the-box performance being faster is a huge boon. Okay. Speaking of performance, what are your thoughts on this open, flexible architecture? They, they actually, well, from the press cases, they, they talked about it being more modular and um, they have extensive APIs with a range of um, turnkey extensions. Is this marked in hype or a genuine claim? I, I think it's, it's legitimate. Uh, they've always had a pretty open architecture, mm-hmm. uh, but now... You know, there are possibilities to use things that that weren't even built with Magento, and you could using Composer and some some PHP glue pull in uh, libraries a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, it still may not fully integrate with Core, but depending on what you're doing, th- this could work out well. You know, I've done some headless Magento where you kind of bootstrap it from the back end. It works, but uh, it, it can be confusing um, down the road. You know, newer mm-hmm. developers jump on and they have to kind of relearn your custom architecture. Right. Now you can do it kind of more uh, in a more continuous fashion. Okay. I think this is such a key point because modern e-commerce is going the direction of, you know, single page applications, which is essentially you're going to be, you know, your whole front, front end is going to be in JavaScript and better database support and more moving parts, more flexibility, more things that plug into other things. Mm-hmm. And Magento has always been a little bit myopic in that sense. Mm-hmm. And now they're seeing themselves mm-hmm. a part of Part of the broader, you know, development community, and that's reflected in the in the source code. Okay, absolutely, and I think you're going to see some interesting things, you know, kind of along those lines where people might even be using Node for their front end and Magento mm-hmm. as the back end, and exactly, uh, you and that's been possible to do, but it's just been hard. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of work. You know, it's hard to explain to somebody. We're going to re- rebuild the wheel just so you can do that. Now it's mm-hmm. you know, a weekend hack. <laughs> right. So am I sensing you could pretty much use a Magento backend to power an app, a shopping app, easier now with, with the, the architecture? Yeah, yeah, a gentle totally. backend with with you know uh, an iOS you know um, app. Front yeah, end. I mean that's always been possible. Um, I think that the biggest gain here is going to be with regard to the you know database connectivity, the dependency injection, so you can integrate different apps into Magento better, okay. um, and all that type of thing. I think the you know the wide range of turnkey extensions that Magento has always been able to. Um, it's been really popular for thousands and thousands of extensions. It's taking time for those to transition over to the new platform, mm-hmm. but that that's a natural progression that will happen. And, uh, you know, very soon, I think we're going to be able to have just a ton of connectivity options out I of see. the box. Gento plus third-party apps, the ability to connect other platforms in more easily. It's going to be a really, really great scenario. What are your thoughts on... The new architecture's effects on their extensions marketplace is it going to resemble more of a um, of an apps marketplace? Um, is, it, is it going to, to evolve basically with the platform? How's, how how are third party extensions going to actually work? Um, my second question also has to do with um, the fact that um, well, a lot of Magento clients or people who use Magento uh, you know could install a, an extension in, in, in several instances and. That installation might either not even you know work till a hack is implemented, or it might affect another installation. Does this more modular architecture actually help? It's going to be one thing's going to be interesting. I think initially you might see a, a bit of a shrinking of the app store, and then uh, it exploding again. Uh, and that being that there are some old modules or extensions on um, in the community that just haven't been maintained. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they kind of worked with older versions and haven't really been touched in a while. I think a lot of the uh, studios and and software companies that develop these are going to have to invest some time and money to make them work with the Magento 2, and that's going to be a good thing because they're going to weed through their own modules, see which ones are worthwhile. Um, some are deprecated now because it's in core, so it's going to probably stress them you know, the next six months, but um, I think the end result would be uh, just better overall code community. Okay. Michael, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that that whole pruning effect when you make a significant change on the platform, that is a good thing for your for your app store. I don't actually know what whether Magento is going to change the, the model. They haven't been fully upfront about what they're going to do. Other e-commerce platforms have taken different approaches with their app stores, and there's the possibility of some changes there, but the, the point is that Merchants will still be able to get high quality modules going forward. Okay. Okay. So, so this is just stopping the game really from from a modular and um, extension standpoint. Okay. What about enterprise grade scalability and performance? Um, Magento claims, um, and you just alluded to the fact that um, page load times on catalog and checkout pages are 50 percent faster. It's Amazing. What are your thoughts on that? Is it is this just in you know in a controlled environment, or would, would this be for real? You know, from from what I've seen of what they've done under the hood, and, and it was at the Magento conference this last year mm-hmm. in Vegas, and went to some of the talks and what they've done, and, and and it makes sense that it's it's this much faster. They're able to 
get rid of some of their legacy code that was slowing it down, using more of the uh, advanced PHP features. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting uh, from an architecture standpoint, that the fact that you can segment out different uh, sec- sections of your data set into multiple databases right. is a you know, game changer for, for on the really, really large scaling side. Most people aren't going to leverage that, oh. um, but if you are in a state where you need that, that could be a big boost because one of the biggest bottlenecks historically has been the database. No matter what you throw at it, once it hits uh, the database, I've worked on sites that you just you hit a brick wall. You know, you, you can't go anywhere. You can only get database so big, they don't support um, multiple masters. Uh, now they support segmented databases. You know, here are your products in one uh, database. Here's your um, orders and, and checkout in another database. Uh, yeah, that, 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 from an architecture standpoint, it's kind of a game changer. It's pretty neat. Um, splitting up data sets by database and... I suppose that would reflect in the in the, in the clustered architecture, you know, in, in a cloud environment where um, various instances would be, you know, handling um, various databases. Yeah, I mean, I worked on a site years years ago where they they were on uh, Amazon Cloud. They had the largest RDS instance possible. You know, that really is ten grand a month. Uh, it's come down considerably in price at, at this point, yeah. uh, and they were still having issues that once you get to checkout, it would just crawl. They're really there's always so much you could do to, to kind of speed it up. Mm. Now, I think it would, if they had that back then, uh, they wouldn't have had that, that issue. Okay. Mike, what are your thoughts on Magento speeding up the internet? <laughs> <laughs> well, this has always been the joke with, with Magento that, you know, Magento's out-of-the-box six-second page load is unacceptable. <laughs> um, and so, you know, developers have figured out ways to make, make things much faster four seconds, two seconds, one second. But I mean, <laughs> so there's kind of two, there's two levels. There's the out of the box plain Jane Magento. Now is actually fast, which mm-hmm. is huge. And then like John was saying, you have all of these more hardcore optimizations that you can do on the database level in various places related to the code. I would say that if you're already running a highly optimized Magento instance, you're probably not going to get 50% performance imp- improvement <laughs> just by a, mm-hmm upgrading to Magento 2. But you're probably, you know, you'll get 10, 20% perhaps. And But if you're not doing any of that stuff, by definition, you're going to be at least 50% faster. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not bad. Okay. What about um, Omnichannel? This is really experiences, you know, um, merging offline experiences with, with um, yeah, with, with digital experiences. Mobile, to, you know, bringing mobile, retail, high street um, experiences all together. Just um, and Magento claims to have omni-channel features. Um, anything to be excited about? Um, it, it just to me sounds like a, a foray into enterprise. What are your thoughts? And you know, so you guys work with enterprise clients, um, and um, are they excited about um, the these omni-channel features, or do we still have a long way to go? Yeah, I think with this one. Um it's one of those things, I think, at least some of the clients that we've worked with, uh, they're excited about it, yet they don't know what to make of it yet. Uh, there's been a lot of talk amongst a lot of uh, e-commerce platforms and even Magento about Omnichannel. Mm-hmm. In practice, uh, it's been a lot of custom work, and uh, you're basically recreating your own uh, channels on top of, of Magento. 
So it will be interesting to see now that it, it seems like they are going to dedicate resources and, and time and user experience to omnichannel, what they come up with. I, I guess for me, I'm kind of just going to wait and see. Is it really just a marketing message or are they really going to put some uh, uh, firepower behind it? Okay. Interesting perspective. Michael, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, the thing to recognize is that as e-commerce matures, every little technology piece becomes a whole industry in and of itself. And right at this point, the multi-channel connector uh, space is is very saturated. And there are definitely some market leaders that are going to be far outpacing anything Magento could come up with in the short term. I think for any serious enterprise that's already doing multi-channel, which probably all of the listeners are doing that, it's not necessarily going to make sense to you know switch to something within Magento to do multi-channel in the in the short term. But I think if you're just starting out, you know this is something that you could more easily connect. That'd be great. You know what I mean? It just depends on what the feature set actually ends up being there. Okay. 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 All right. So to, to me, that's still something to think about really um, with regards to, to I'll just leave it in the open for, for the time being okay now let, let's talk about upgrading we're in the middle of well, today's 20th of November listeners will probably be listening to this on the 24th of November and um, the holiday is about to kick off um, there's Thanksgiving in the US coming followed by um, Black Friday and then um, Cyber Monday um, should retailers attempt to upgrade now <laughs> I think that's just no. <laughs> uh, you know the. I don't think it's recommended. I, I don't even think Magento is really pushing that. Okay. But but the timing for them, they're probably telling clients, "Hey, start the start the process now. It might take you two or three months. Okay. By the time the holidays are done, you have this parallel site you can launch in January, February. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a new installation, though, it's definitely an option. If you don't rely on any third party modules that haven't been migrated, you, you're Probably good to go. It's good timing. Okay. Yeah, we're encouraging our existing merchants on Magento 1X to wait a few months um, until there's more extension support. However, we are actually preparing to do our first Magento 2 build right now. So we're really excited at the fact that software is available now. (laughs) We're waiting a long time for it. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, okay. So, um, guys, listeners, just hold fire. Um, till till the new year. Um, okay, so any parting piece of advice or recommendations um, to, to 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 people to to be on one point X um, looking to to upgrade? Um, Michael, you alluded to just um, now that um, you know they should wait till the extension market is more mature. So should they kind of wait for version two point one or two point two when all the bugs that have um, all the obvious bugs that have been um, you know, taken care of, or um, just what, what are your thoughts? I'm starting from each one, please. Yeah, I, I, th- I think it's one of those things where um, really look to see where the business is at. Uh, are you hitting some bottlenecks, whether it's uh, your site's still not responsive or you're hitting some scaling issues or, or some feature issues? If you are hitting some bottlenecks, uh, it is something you should, should look at sooner rather than later. Um, if your site is doing well, it's making money, um, you may not want to disrupt that. Uh, I think it could, depending on your store and how old it is, uh, it could be an expensive upgrade. Personally, um, I always like playing with the latest and greatest, so uh, a little keen to to migrate faster than I mean, you know, sooner rather than later. 
but I think they'll probably at the end of the day, people are going to be looking at the numbers, see if it makes sense to migrate now or later. I think you touched on something important, John. Magento 2 is is a very significant upgrade. In fact, I would actually consider it more of a migration than an upgrade. Magento has a published document that maybe we can put in the show notes about what the process is required when doing an upgrade to Magento 2. And um, so I agree with John that if you're the type that wants to work with the latest and greatest, have the best user experience possible, you should you you are going to move to Magento 2, period. It's gonna happen. Um, when that happens, you know, that's more of the question. We're encouraging our our clients to consider May June as kind of their target for looking seriously at that upgrade. I don't know that there's a, a dot release that is an important target there. I think it's more like when the preponderance of your third party extensions are supported, or even maybe slightly before that. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to really look at that. But there, there are Magento 2 sites in the wild right now. And yeah. probably put a link in the show notes to some of okay. them. So okay. this is a real solution. This is not beta software. This is a real release. And merchants are going to be wanting to switch to it. Okay. Um, in addition to the, to the published migration um, notes from Magento and the examples you're going to share, um, are there any other resources in mind, um, listeners? Okay, so listeners to this show are typically you know, e-commerce owners, so um, founders and e-commerce managers. So um, for an e-commerce manager, for instance, managing a site, um, are there any definitive resources besides the Magento blog and Magento website they can check out um, to help just ease the upgrade process? No, that's a good question. I mean, from from a, uh, you know, from the, from the business side, uh, I'm not sure of any really good resources on that. You know, from a developer side, um, Alan Storm has, you know, historically been a, a great resource for Magento folks and a lot of people who um, come from other platforms and learn it. They end up learning it through his tutorials versus okay. actual official Magento tutorials. Okay. Uh, yeah. Magento has always been very developer centric, and I think that's been a great thing for the community. For the store owners, um, I kind of gravitate to them more, given my background and just the challenges of growing e-commerce stores. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It, I actually have a podcast where we talk about this type of question and this question in specific. Okay. Um, it's called e-commerce QA. E-commerce in the, QA, okay. Yeah, it's just a 10-minute podcast, really short and sweet. But we go into this type of question um, very extensively, and we're going to be releasing an episode on this topic um, shortly following this show. Okay. So we'd want to go to ecommerceqa.tv. There's okay. going to be some resources there. Okay. We'll definitely link, link to e-commerce QA from the show notes. Very cool. Okay. No, I think and Mike, Michael brings up a good point. I think on the business side, a lot of them really rely on on their partners and agencies mm-hmm. for that information, mm-hmm. um, and the developers are the ones who are really seeking it out online to, to find um, the solutions. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's what really makes the Magento ecosystem work. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of third parties who are really heavily involved in the platform, and they kind of help shepherd the business owners who. You know, ideally, should be focusing on growing their business, not, you know, how, how do I uh, tune my website five percent faster? Absolutely, leave it to the experts. Okay, right. Look, finally, how can our audience, you know, reach out to you? What's the best way? Um, social media, email, website, please. Yeah, I think all, all the above. You know, Twitter's great. Um, we know we're just a Royal Labs uh, Twitter. You know, at Royal Labs okay. um, or our website, uh, royallabs.com. Okay, brilliant. We'll link to it to show notes. Michael, please. Yeah, so I think for this type of questions, we try and address these things through our podcast at ecommerceqa.tv. Okay. Um, I also write articles for store owners, 
And you can find that at celery.com slash articles. And then uh, finally, I, I tweet at fall out of a tree, F-A-L-L-O-U-T-O-F-A-T-R-E-E. <laughs> yeah, there's a story behind it. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure having you both on the show. And um, yeah, thank you for, for, for coming up on the 2X e-commerce podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you, 2Xers, for sticking to the very end of today's episode and hope you found Michael and David's view on Magento 2.0 helpful with regards to deploying Magento 2.0 on your Magento site. And if you're planning on building out a new Magento-based website, they've provided concrete and sufficient um, info on how to go about it, I, I hope. Um, to download the show notes and read the full transcript, head over to 2xecommerce.com. And if you have any feedback, you have any comments, you know, just drop us a comment on, on 2xecommerce.com on the particular post on, on this episode. And also, finally, if you haven't left us a review, please don't forget to leave us one on iTunes. It only takes about a minute and that minute goes far. That's another growth lever point. So you, you're giving that one minute to us and we grow from an audience standpoint. We go up the rankings on iTunes. We not only go up the rankings on iTunes, we get more downloads. That gives me more motivation to keep the shows going. So if you like it, you know, just um, take out one minute, please. If, if you haven't for updates and tips, to help you grow your store, be sure to sign up to our email news alert over on 2xecommerce.com. Just go to any form that comes. There might be pop-ups, pop-overs. Some of you might find annoying or, you know, the sidebar, um, sign up, uh, sign up boxes. Just sign up anywhere on the site, right? And, um, yeah, I would send webinars, um, web webinar updates that genuinely help you, you know, um, with tips to, to grow your stores your business, basically your online retail business. So until the next show, um, to have a really, really good week ahead. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. To help you get more actionable insights and e-commerce growth hacks that will help you 2X your online retail business, hop over to 2xecommerce.com. It's a blog dedicated to e-commerce and multi-channel marketing run by the show's host, Kunlay Campbell. 2xecommerce.com is packed full of articles and guides to help increase traffic to your store, increase repeat purchases, and average order value. Thanks for listening. Visit 2xecommerce.com.